William Andrew, commonly known as Dawson Will, Liberal Democrats, elected 1,516. Yoshi, hi. Hello. What time did you get to bed on Friday morning, eventually? I think it was about four in the end. Oh, that's quite uh, good going for Yeah, not too bad. Stockport thought they were going to finish all their declarations at six. Um, and I was like, no, I draw the line there. I'm going to come on Daryl's show, on, on your TV show. That was that was great, by the way. And then I'm going to go to bed. And then, you know, actually they wrapped it up quite quickly. So I was back back in, in bed at four and then, you know, back in the office at, I can't remember, 11 or something. Oh, that's good going. That. That's, that's very good for an election night, actually, isn't it? That's impressive. Mm. Good for yeah. you. Um, okay, shall we drill into the detail? Welcome to the Manchester Weekly from the Mill. Hello there, I'm Daryl Morris with Yoshi Herman, the editor of The Mill, Greater Manchester's quality newspaper delivered by email. And welcome to an election supplement uh, this week. We're going to drill into some of the detail of um, some really big stories actually around Greater Manchester. And, uh, and, and, and Yoshi, it was, wasn't it? I mean, it was, it was a really fascinating night in lots and lots of ways. It was really interesting. And there were lots of kind of local stories and dramas and intrigues. I would say it's quite a difficult one to analyse in a way because things didn't play out in sort of in a particularly uniform fashion. So there's not like one really clear picture I think that we can um, we can paint. There's not one really clear story about politics in Greater Manchester that we can tell, or at least if there is, I'm not a good enough analyst to have divined what that is. But um, I think there are some good things to talk about. Yes, there are. Shall we? Um, we, we, we we'll uh, just a just a, um, a tease. We're going to get to Oldham um, shortly. One of the big stories of the night: the council leader, another council leader in Oldham, losing their seats. Uh, we'll come to Stockport as well, where the Lib Dems and the Greens had a particularly good night. Shall we start in Bolton, though, Yoshi? Which is quite, which is very representative, Bolton, isn't it? Of of the north of England, of Greater Manchester. Um, some leave areas, some remain areas, that sort of that sort of mixture. Labour were hoping, and, and of course, the big story, one of the big stories in Greater Manchester that, that you guys with the mill have been following, which is the the, the sort of in, these insurgent independent groups uh, that have really been, um, uh, that have been t- uh, tilting the scales a bit, haven't they, of, in, in various different um, parts of the, the region. Um, give us a snapshot from Bolton. So I think Bolton is interesting because it was listed in the newspapers as one of the places that Labour could um, take an administration back from the Conservatives. Not because the Conservatives have a majority there, they have a minority administration. But the feeling was things like Partygate, the cost of living, would weaken the Conservatives in a place like Bolton. And it would be one of those places that Labour could make some progress. And they didn't. They just didn't make progress there. Labour have got the same number of councillors in Bolton that they had before. The Conservatives have got one more than they had before. The Lib Dems have got one more. Um, Independents have got one fewer. But effectively, there's no change there. There's no, no, there's no real change in Bolton. And I think that tells us something about the picture across Greater Manchester, which is if you look across the whole city region, Labour ended up with nine seats fewer than it had before. Across, if you look across all the councils, Conservatives have ended up with six fewer than they had before. Um, and uh, the Lib Dems have added seven, uh, Independents and, and local, hyper-local parties have added six, and, and the Greens have added three. So you would say not a particularly brilliant night for Labour. Um, the caveat there is that 2018, the last time a lot of these seats were 
were elected was a pretty good year for Labour. It, it wasn't quite a high point, but it was a, in Greater Manchester, that was a time when Labour took a lot of these councils and, and reached a bit of a sort of high watermark. So in a sense, the fact that Labour is a little bit down from 2018 is not sort of the end of the world for the party, but it also doesn't indicate that this is a party that is going to romp into 10 Downing Street on the back of sort of overwhelming public support. Um, the thing about Bolton is it, 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 it points to one of the reasons why this was a bit of a disappointing night for Labour across Greater Manchester, which is that the Conservative vote held up better in leave areas than it did in, for example, bits of the, the south of, the, of England where the Conservatives took a real kicking. In the north and in the Midlands, in areas that voted leave, and where the Tories have done pretty well in the last two elections. What happened was Labour seems to have struggled to make much headway. So after a couple of very bad local elections where Labour was really getting kicked by the Conservatives in the post-2019 period, what we've now got is Labour kind of recovering to a point where it was four years ago, but not getting much further than that. And I think Bolton is a, is a kind of a good way to illustrate that. Yeah, that's very interesting, isn't it? And if you if you hear if you listen to uh, what Labour, I guess, are saying about that, Yoshi, they will tell you that that that's okay. It's a rebuilding exercise. That uh, you know, twenty eighteen was a, a high water mark, and that this puts them on course for an election in a couple of years. If you listen to Tories on that, uh, I saw um, a couple of Bolton uh, Tories in particular uh, tweeting over the weekend saying that they were delighted that they were holding that vote in, in the Leave area. That that showed that the, the sort of the, the red wall support that people um, keep talking about being lent to the Tories in 2019 is is sticking out it's probably too complicated probably need, but both of those are right and wrong at the same time probably aren't they uh, well it's, I think, I think something that Rob Ford who's a, a professor of politics at the University of Manchester and a real sort of analyst of elections something he said to me on Friday when we chatted on the phone was yes Labour has kind of uh, recovered from the slide it was experiencing in some of these leave voting white working class areas that were moving to the Conservatives. It has not had another really bad election where it was losing lots of wards to the Conservatives. Okay, so that's kind of a good thing. You'd be relieved if you were Labour. The, the kind of red wall slide in these kind of areas, and, and, and those areas exist in Bolton, they exist in Bury, they exist in lots of places across the North. That seems to be over. But is kind of replicating the kind of numbers that Labour did under Ed Miliband, that Labour did under Jeremy Corbyn enough? No, obviously not, because those um, local elections were not then followed by a general election victory. So, yeah, it, it, it's a matter of, of, of where you set the bar. I think some Labour people will be relieved that that sort of red wall slide is over. Some will think, well, hang on, if we're trying to win a majority at the next election, we need to be doing better in some of these bits of Greater Manchester. We need to be recovering more, um, faster um, than these elections show. Um, let's head to Oldham then, shall we? Uh, where, again, a mixed bag of results, but one big headline story, and that is the, the Labour leader of Oldham Council has lost their seat again. This is for a second time in quick succession that a council leader has been unseated in Oldham. Yoshi, what on earth has happened? Yeah, good question. I mean, I'm writing a piece about it today, so um, I, I'm trying to pull my thoughts together about what's happening in Oldham. It's really unusual 
to have two council leaders in two years lose their seats. I'm sure it's happened before, but personally can't think of an, another example of that. Something is happening in Oldham that does not fit with the national trends. Um, in lots of places, Labour sort of, you know, roughly was level or slightly better or just slightly worse than its 2018 result. In Oldham, they're doing significantly worse. Um, they've lost councillors this time, you know, half a dozen. They lost councillors last year. They, they are losing to independents. They are losing to the Conservatives. And as you say, the big story of the night was Arush Shah, who's only been the leader of, um, the, of Oldham Council for a year now, losing her seat. I think readers of the mill will be familiar with the fact that there is a very particular political atmosphere in Oldham to do with an online activist called Rajamir, who I've written about a lot, who has spread the idea that the council in Oldham is corrupt, that Labour in particular is sort of in hock to Asian cartels, uh, that it's covering up um, street grooming gangs. It's, um, you know, effectively concealing information that it holds about, about grooming gangs in return for Asian votes, all these kind of things. Most of these things are, you know, unevidenced um, conspiracy theories, but they've become really potent in Oldham. There have been leaflets going around that were produced by Rajamir accusing council leader Arush Shah of all sorts of things, some of which are kind of true, some of which are uh, overheated or, or, or unfair, very personal attacks. So, you know, it's... Um, it's a messy situation in Oldham. It doesn't follow the national trends for Labour. And it really feels dysfunctional. Like it feels like a, a borough that is very difficult to govern now. If you've got this incredibly low trust in the council, incredibly low trust in Labour, um, it's tempting to think that, oh, you'd have a different party next year. They've got all out elections. The Conservatives might 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 become the biggest party maybe trust in it will rise again it doesn't feel like that to me it feels like a political culture has been created where everyone's under suspicion uh, everyone's mudslinging and um a difficult um a difficult one to recover it is extraordinary and fascinating and all at the same time i'm really looking forward to your um your latest installment on that yoshi uh, manchestermill.co.uk is where you subscribe uh, where and I will I'll, I'll, I feel like I'm sort of compelled now every time we talk about Oldham to recommend your piece about about Rajamir and Sean Fielding the former council leader who lost his seat uh, I do that everywhere I go I just sort of stand on street corners shouting <laughs> <laughs> to read the Mill's piece about Rajamir and Sean Fielding um, do though it's brilliant and then uh, keep an eye on this weekend's update from Oldham as well. Let's move on, um, Yoshi, to Stockport, where, um, and I guess the, I guess the big, sto the big story, story from Stockport um, sort of matches the, the, the other areas of the country, and that is the Lib Dems and the Greens doing particularly well. The Lib Dems had a good night in Stockport. They picked up seats from the Conservatives. They, previously to this election, they had one seat more than Labour. Labour's still running the council because the Conservatives didn't support the Lib Dems into an administration. But Lib Dems were one seat ahead. They're now three seats ahead. They did particularly well in marginals that they have with the Conservatives. So the Conservatives had a bad night in Stockport. They lost um, seats in Bramall and 
it suggests, A, the Lib Dems are going to do much better at the next general election than they did the last one in Stockport, which is bad news for the local um, Conservative MPs, particularly in Cheadle, for example. Also in Stockport, the Greens picked up another seat. So the Greens now have two. They also have two in Manchester. They also picked one up in Trafford. So you can see there's a little bit of an area of green strength emerging in the south of Greater Manchester, um, across Trafford, Manchester and Stockport. That's an interesting trend to look out for. They're not yet at the kind of operational strength where they can start challenging in lots and lots of seats. They really have to like focus on where they can make breakthroughs. But they've now got two in Manchester. They've got two in in, in Stockport. Um, Labour in Stockport effectively just stayed where it was. Um, they, they've still got 25 seats. They I think they picked one up and they lost one. So I think Labour will still hope that they can run Stockport. Um, they seem really confident. Like when I spoke to Elise Wilson, who's the leader of Stockport Council, she seemed really confident about um, staying in control there. It will all depend on whether the other parties are willing to back the Lib Dems. I mean, you know, on the face of it, democratically speaking, you'd think, well, the Lib Dems should be leading Stockport. They've got um, the most seats now. No one's got a majority. So, you know, deals have to be done. But you think it should be the Lib Dems, but, you know, if people aren't willing to back the Lib Dems, you know, if the Conservatives in particular aren't willing to back them, then then they're, they're reliant on, you know, the Greens and the independent ratepayers, this um, independent party that does really well. And, you know, I don't know how that one's going to play out, but my, my sense from speaking to the leaders of the Lib Dems, um, that's Mark Hunter, and um, Elise Wilson, who the Labour leader, and the Conservative leader as well, my, my sense was that there seems to be more confidence on the Labour side. Okay. And um, similar story in Trafford for Labour. Again, looking at just sort of matching those national trends to, to what's going on in Greater Manchester, um, uh, seeing the, 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 the lack of sort of Labour uh, surge in those leave voting wards in places like Bolton and Oldham and Stockport, etc., doing very well in affluent areas seems to be a story that Labour have come away with this weekend. And, um, and, and Trafford, is, Trafford is our Wandsworth, isn't it? Uh, Yoshi, this is uh, this is a part of Greater Manchester that's that's pretty affluent and um, and seems to be replicating that in that picture in London. Yeah, there's been a big change in Trafford. I mean, Trafford was like this signature northern um, area for the Conservatives, right? I think in 2017, Labour had 24 councillors. Now they have 42. Um, and the the Labour leader of of Trafford Council said that they have picked up nine seats during that time in areas that they had never previously, um, you know, represented in the history of Trafford. Um, and, and a further six in places that they hadn't won this century. That's Andrew Weston who, who tweeted that. So if you look at Trafford, it is now a sort of northern half, which is all um, Labour wards entirely. And then a southern half that is a mix of Conservative wards, You've got green pickups, you've got Lib Dem pickups. And I think, you know, one thing that is interesting is that when you look at Manchester, Greens have picked up um, Woodhouse Park a couple of times. So they've now got two councillors there. And that's not a particularly, you know, what you'd call leafy or particularly affluent area with loads and loads of university graduates. Not what you'd expect the Greens to be picking up. In Trafford, the Greens kind of started their area of strength 
in much more conservative areas. So they started in, you know, in Altrincham. Um, then, you know, they've moved into neighbouring wards um, around that sort of neck of the woods. I think they will probably eventually come for Labour in its more northern bits of Trafford. And I think Labour figures know that, that, that you know, it, that once the Greens start to get a little bit more um, organisational power, the ability to go into you know, focus their energy and the resources in more places, they will probably start to make inroads in the northern half of Trafford as well. But for now, Trafford is one of the few bright spots in this election for Labour. They are continuing their march. Um, the sort of There's a big story there of the decline of the Conservative Party in Trafford. Um, I think that's one of the, the, the interesting changes in Greater Manchester over the past few years. And it probably has a lot to do with changing demographics. It has to do with the Greens growing in strength and, um, and, and starting to you know, have boots on the ground in Trafford. Um, and it will be a really interesting one to watch. Maybe it's one that we should be, we should be writing about too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and just, just briefly, Yoshi, just take us to Berry because Berry is um, well. Berry counts on the Saturday, don't they, rather than the Friday? So they've already they've already got one up uh, on the, all the other councils uh, by just being sensible and getting a good night's sleep uh, on Thursday night. Um, but and, and, and I get the sense a much more sort of settled picture in in, in Berry than in. I mean, and we're comparing this to the the turbulence of Oldham and uh, and Bolton, I suppose. So so it's not much to achieve. Uh, but it does seem a slightly more settled picture out of Barry. Yeah, a bit like Bolton, the sort of potential change that could have happened in Barry just didn't really happen. Labour didn't have the kind of bad night that I think a lot of Labour figures there were fearing. Overall, they actually have ended up with one seat more than they had before, and they're still going to be able to run the council. What is interesting about Barry is that the independents there picked up um, five seats really well. This is Radcliffe first. Um, they gained five in total, taking two from Labour in, in Radcliffe West, um, where they now have all three seats. That's quite an interesting storyline. Like we've talked before about Failsworth Independent Party in, in, the, in the borough of Oldham. We've talked before about the Failsworth Independent Party in Oldham. We've talked about the proliferation of um, little independent parties and candidates and hyperlocals in Bolton. Now we've got that happening in Bury, which has been happening for a couple of elections now, but it's pretty significant. You know, if you look at how many seats each party has now in Bury, you've got Labour with 29, the Conservatives with 12, which is down three on what they had before, and Radcliffe first have eight, right? So, that, so clearly you've got this kind of Failsworth-style thing happening in Radcliffe. You've also got it happening in Rochdale, where the independents did well in Middleton. So... Perhaps this is worth sort of a future episode, but these independent parties that are benefiting from sort of disaffected former Labour voters who are playing on the idea that our town is not getting enough recognition, it's our having been subsumed within a wider borough whether it's Bolton or Bury or Rochdale or Oldham, is to the detriment of our sort of local identity. The, sometimes the suggestion I've seen in the leaflets from these independents is we are net contributors to the borough and that funding is actually going into the sort of town centre bit or the, the city centre bit of, of our area. And I think, you know, so some people would say the underlying message of that is 
the more ethnically diverse population in the town centre is getting a disproportionate amount of of, of money and we as the majority white town um, are not. Um, that's certainly what some people would read into that that kind of campaigning. But nevertheless, however you read these independents rising in Middleton, Radcliffe, Failsworth, bits of Bolton, it is clearly a significant trend. And it's not like this election shows that the rise of the independence in recent years is now on the decline. In places it might be, I think they lost a one or two in, in Wigan. Um, in, in places, clearly like you'll have independent candidates who were very passionate for one moment and then they're not the next and they don't have the backing of a party. So they are gonna wane. But this Barry election is interesting. Labour did not have the kind of setbacks that it expected but the independents did do well and yeah maybe in future daryl we should actually go to a couple of these places and do a separate episode on that because it's a it's an interesting part of the political culture of greater manchester now yeah it sure is it, it also leads me quite nicely to uh, to a piece of analysis from jamie furlong who is um a former uh, he's a former labor uh, an, uh, uh, analyst so he works for the party so he he's sort of um uh, spent a lot of his time crunching the numbers around Labour figures. So these are these are coming from the Labour Party. These aren't independent figures necessarily. So just uh, uh, bear with that caveat. But they reckon that, that um, if they were, that, the, that these results, if these results in the north of England were to be replicated in the general election, that that would mean the Labour Party winning back seats, uh, very north, very south. Uh, well, they, they actually uh, already hold very south, don't they, uh, by technicality. Mm. Um, uh, uh, Bolton northeast that they lost in 2019, uh, Alteringham and Sale West, Haywood and Middleton, Lee, of course, that they very famously lost in 2019. Also, um, uh, Bolton West and Macclesfield as well, that are well within the, the margin for error. Uh, they're much, uh, this this uh, analyst is much less uh, certain about those. But the Berry North and the Berry South, he feels, uh, are up for grabs. They will feel at least that they are up for grabs, some of those, um, those seats, which is an interesting bit of analysis from within the Labour Party. If you're a Labour candidate in Greater Manchester, in the next general election, you'll be looking at these local election results and saying, at least we've got a chance in some of these places. You know, we've been hemorrhaging leave voters in particular, in particularly in white working class areas of Greater Manchester. We've been hemorrhaging votes for Conservatives. They lost all these red wall seats, so-called red wall seats. Some of them are more red wally than others, let's say. But yeah, if you're if you're Lib Dems and you're your Labour and you're looking at Greater Manchester now, you're saying, you know, these seats are back in play. There are clearly some that are like very, very much swinging back to the Labour or, or the Lib Dems based on these results. So, yeah, it's all to play for. I think the next election is going to be fascinating in, in Greater Manchester. It'll be interesting to see what happens in areas like Stockport and areas like Bury and areas like Bolton, whether Labour can continue to not just kind of arrest the decline it's been having in recent years, but actually start to make some proper progress. I think that's the next test, isn't it? It's like, okay, you've you've um you've stopped the bleeding, as as Rob Ford said to to us in the um, in the analysis he gave us in our Friday newsletter. But can they actually start to look healthy again? Can they start to make strides? Can they start to get back voters who moved away from them in 2019 and in the 2021 um, local elections and actually get some enthusiasm because winning is back some of these wards by very tight margins it's it's uh it's it's good for them but i think 
that there's no sense that there's a huge amount of enthusiasm for Labour in some of these areas where they they lost out in the last election, some of the constituencies that you just mentioned, and they will need to get some of that back. Mm. And there's a bit of sort of dis- dissatisfaction with the governing party going on, and and um, uh, as you say, um, it probably it probably doesn't carry them into an election victory, does it? Um, that so it's going to be fascinating the next couple of years for sure. Uh, will be really really interesting. And uh, your analysis, Yoshi, is coming. Uh, manchestermill.co.uk is where to subscribe to that read back some of the uh, old Oldham coverage as well uh, and catch up on this latest uh, dramatic twist from Oldham and some other bits and bobs as well from around Greater Manchester from election weekend manchestermill.co.uk we'll be back on Thursday Yoshi with a a full episode a proper episode um, of the Manchester Weekly from the Mill so we will see you then Uh, thanks Yoshi thanks very much